Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to The Wind Up. A weekly recap show where we, Sean Philip Naylor and Maya Crifone, go over the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. We'll be discussing all of the events from each week's episode leading up to the finale. And having a cheeky vino or two as we do it. And cheers to this episode. The mini challenge. What did you think of this mini challenge? Um, I thought it was quite a premium challenge, since that the prices of a Bunnings sausage sizzle have gone skyrocketing through the roof recently. It could have been a maxi challenge. Sorry, I completely forgot. We forgot to discuss the prizes. Ah, so yes. Rue does announce. Rue does announce that the winners get to receive a year supply of cosmetics from Anastasia Beverly Hills. A cash prize of $50,000 thanks to... Samsung. Thanks to Samsung and the title. Step up from last year, obviously. What was um, last year's? 25. Right. So, obviously... No, 30. The, 30, 30. the 30. budget's gone up, but... But I they do like, for... Each, go on. I was going to say, like, they do for every... So, every new franchise, the first one is always a lower, and then it goes up and up and up, depending on the popularity. Because, I mean, if you go back to season one of Drag Race, of the U- US version, BB Zahara Benet only won $25,000 US. And then Tyra Sanchez won 50000 Raja won seventy five, and then every subsequent winner after that won 100000 Well, yeah, that's just how life works, kids. But um, I feel like the other prizes are also really good. So there was another so, prize that was won later on. I'm sure we'll talk about it. And that was actually really decent considering that the top prize is fifty grand. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, considering they get a year supply of Anastasia Beverly Hills Cosmetics, which I was surprised to see considering in Australia, I don't know anywhere. I mean, maybe Sephora or Mecca Maxima might stock Anastasia Beverly Hills, but I haven't seen it anywhere locally. So go and buy. I mean, you work at Packfair, you might know more than I do. And I'm in Sephora a lot, buying JVN hair stuff all the time. Of course you are. Of course you are. Even Benny just laughed at that. I heard that. <laughs> but okay, this mini challenge, I hated it. It was not a strong one considering it was the premiere episode of season two. Like maybe I a little bit further down it. the line. I hated it. Maya, tell I under- me, why did you hate it? I understand what they were going for with this mini challenge and the whole like, the sausage sizzle and the photo shoot. Like, the first challenge is always a photo shoot. Always. It was just, it was not good. It was, it was just not good. Like, the, the pit crew didn't want to be there. Both, both of them looked like they would just, would rather be anywhere else than Pardon. there. There were three of them. Uh, not the one taking the photos. I mean, this is also a first where you have a member of the pit crew taking the photos. He um, looks like he knows what he's doing. He's got a bald head and a beard. I'd trust him with my life. I'd trust him with my whole, um, Whole life. Whole life, kids. She's meant whole life. Oh, we're a PG podcast. I didn't realise that. Not at um, all. You can uh, see you in the NT. <laughs> I forgot about that branding. But the other two pit crew, the models, looked like they did not want to be there. Yeah, like, Sean like would, and what's his name? They looked like they would rather be anywhere else. Um, they were probably straight. No, they're gay. Um, Liar. <laughs> but, yeah, they just, this whole mini challenge was just, it was cringe. I hated it. Completely cringe. It was, yeah, I was not a fan. I just thought it was just. Oh, you know what? It, this would uh, have been a really good, a good mini challenge if they'd launched this season 10 years ago. Yeah. See, obviously I'm, I'm open. I'm still going to, I'm going to audition for every season that 
of Down Under that there's going to be because I'm out of it and I want to get on it. Hope Rue doesn't listen to this then. Oh, yeah, 100% listen to it, please, because it, I will say all this sort of shit on camera as well. Great. Oh, this is true. Production. But I hope that on the season that I get on my first photo shoot mini challenge, if you're going to do a Down Under drag race, your first photo shoot should be in the fucking Priscilla heel on the top of the bus. I really thought no? you were going to say it should have been holding a plate of little baby cheeses. Oh, that's a good one. Too. <laughs> no, you, you're right. It should, no. like, that's, no, like, gets a wind like, machine on that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yes. Going back to season two of US Drag Race, when they had them all straddle a cannon for the Gone with the Window episode, and they're, like, all straddling a cannon, and they're getting blown with the wind, and it's like, yep. Let's just have them all climb on top of a bus and there's the giant Priscilla heel and they sit in that and they blow the wind and they all just have to pose it. Like, that is what the first photo shoot should be. Not standing in front of a white wall with two unimpressed male models holding cold sausages. They were also cold. Beverly Hills Hills confirmed that they they were cold sausages. You can tell. But holding cold sausages, also that big one, even though I know it was probably real, looked fake. And it was just like... They could have at least spent the budget on taking them out to Bunnings. The funniest thing was when Rue told them to pull it out and Minnie was just like, I'm old, but I still have feelings. Um, (laughs) Yes. That was camp. That was camp. Um, But yeah, I was not a fan of that Minnie challenge at all. Um, Who won it? I don't remember because I didn't care. Well, I can tell you because I took notes. So uh, I'm a that that, that, That literally shows how little I cared about that horrible photo shoot. Well, they didn't even pay attention to who fucking won it. Well, look, I did pay attention, and I'm a sausage destroyer. Take a bite out of mine. Um, that was the catch phrase that they oh, all horrible. had to say. Horrible. I will say, Aubrey Have, I felt, delivered that line the best in her, like, 50s housewife kind of vibe. Spanky Jackson was giving me Jennifer Coolidge vibes throughout the whole thing when she was on the floor with, like, the... Uh, uh, um, yeah, or is she just Cooper, a whore? I mean, maybe I don't know her personally or at all. Um, but Minnie Cooper was living her best life and she was having so much fun. And Minnie won, um, Minnie won the challenge. That's right. Now I remember. Yep. As soon as you said Minnie, I was like, oh, wait, that's right. Minnie won. That's right. Because um, she should have. Because I mean, it's been those challenges we like Minnie, but did she really win by winning that challenge? Well, but see, that's the thing is these challenges, while it's also all about the photo, we've learned from watching season after season after season of Drag Race. The mini challenges, even the maxi challenges, depending on what they are, at the end of the day, it's all about making Rue laugh. You make Rue laugh. exactly what Minnie wanted to do and exactly what she did. She even made Rue laugh so loud and then say, and then say, you're stupid. And I love that. Just doing a quick little top up, sorry. That's okay. I did one before and you weren't watching. So when you watch the playback, I was doing stupid things. because uh, that's me. Well, I mean, this is this is called the wind up, so we've got to top up our wine. Every now and again. Chink. So shortly after the mini challenge, we were met, we've spoken about them before, but we were met briefly by Robert and Bindi Irwin. And I love how Bindi addressed Art Simone. <gasps> Impersonating her last season Shade on Snatch Game. Shade was thrown from the... Well, well, but see, that's the thing. Was it Shade? Or was no, it was accidental season? Shade. 
no, it was producer written shade. Oh, um, yeah. So because after after the season one aired, Art actually went up to Australia Zoo in her Bindi Irwin outfit and took photos and stuff. Yeah, did a whole day of photo shoots and everything. Yeah. I mean, the Irwins are hanging so, out with Paris Hilton, so standards are dropping. The Irwins had standards. Steve did yeah, before his Terry's wife sold the entire family. No, Terry is lovely. Terry's 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 got a heart of gold. But wait, what did Bindi come on? Did did Bindi do well on Dancing with the Stars? I can't remember. Was Bindi on Dancing with the Stars? Side note, she when was. Bindi filmed a film. I think it was in Northern New South Wales or Gold Coast. And she was the star of the film. I don't want to say what film because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But if you Google it, you'll find it. She hasn't been in many films. Bindi and... goes bush. I <laughs> know oh, that's coming later this year. Um, and a friend of mine was, or a friend of a friend of mine was on the film crew as a cameraman. And she was only little. And she came up to all the camera crew in the morning and they'd all had like a big night before. And she was like super chipper and like, I'm Bindi Irwin. And the guy who I know was like, Bindi can you hold off until I've had my coffee, please? And I love that. I love her. I'm just picturing, it, like, that would be what she says to everyone as soon as she first meets him is, I'm Bindi Irwin. Yeah, you know, with a big high like, and a big grin. And you're just like, no. But yeah, we get a nice little video message from the Irwins. Um, Robert pretends to, like, pre- like act like he's going to swear, but he chickens out at the last minute and says, no, no, I can't say it, I can't say it. because you I'll know, wrestle a-, a crocodile, but I won't say, don't fuck it up on TV. Because he's this wholesome character that I guarantee you behind, like without any cameras on, he's swearing like a trucker. Uh, Sean, he is mm. a child. He is of age, you said so. Yes, I'm aware, and it's probably true. And I know ve- there is... No, we're going to get sued. Keep moving, keep moving. No, keep moving. because... <laughs> we no, can't because afford to get sued. Anyway. How much so, is your okay. wig collection worth? Because that's what we're going to have to sell. What wig collection? This is my hair. Gorgeous too, by the way. Thank you. Jake. <laughs> So after their little introduction, we get told that the maxi challenge is to make a fashion forward outfit out of sustainable items being naturally sourced. So as in like leaves and plants and trees and branches and shit, no, naturally sourced and sustainably resourced materials, which explains the stuff like the mattresses and the tubing and all the other bullshit that they pulled out of their asses. I was actually shocked that no one used the mattress. Me too, because even me, I was like in my thrifty, creative little brain, I was like, just get a fucking Stanley knife and hack into that and you've got fabric, like actual fabric. Well, so going into it, obviously the queens run and they grab all their shit, they're grabbing everything, they're going through, trying to put everything together and you get to, like we get some nice little workroom of everyone putting shit together and people going around and going, is that what you're doing? You get a nice little snippet of faux being like, mum always said, you know, if I don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. So she literally doesn't say anything when, was it Queen? Was it Queen she was talking to? Yeah, because day two in the, it was day two in the workroom. And Queen Kong had decided at the end of day one that her outfit wasn't representing how she wanted to present. So she... A little bit of tea on that, apparently. So I have from a... From a source of mine. A reliable source? I think they're reliable. They they know Queen personally. And apparently Queen's first outfit she was allergic to and had an oh. allergic reaction. So that's why she actually had to change. Fair. But obviously fair. but obviously they can't put that on TV and blah 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 and health and safety and bullshit. 
Sorry, she was just like, it's not representing what I want, so I need to change it. Now I'm Apparently desperately she, in my mind trying to think what she was making in that first half. It was like a caftan thing in some sort of weird sort of fabric, but I don't think it was fabric. It was like some weird material. But yeah, apparently she had an allergic reaction to it, and that's why she changed. Poor thing. Good for her for changing. And just Um, before we get to it, I thought she looked really, really good too, by the way, considering. Well, we'll get to that. We will get to that, because there was also some challenges. But yeah, so the queens go through, they're making it. A lot of the queens are struggling. I personally, I, I dread to get on the show and do this challenge because I fucking hate it. Can you sew? I can sew. Because this was a question I had, was that they seem to pay a lot of hate to just hot glue gunning stuff onto a corset, but to hot glue gun something onto a corset well is takes skill. I so I mean I, I can sew. I didn't I not can't sew well, like I can sew an outfit together, but I think in terms of this challenge, being able to sew is irrelevant. Yes. So Ooh, that was aggressive, I'm sorry. As long as you can construct an outfit or a garment that holds together, presents well, who gives a fuck if you can sew? Because when was the like, last time you tried to sew palm leaves together? Okay, little You're bit like, of insider. Last week. <laughs> no, little bit of insider, like, goss here. So when I auditioned for this season, one of the things that you have to do as part of your audition is create a dress set of unconventional materials. So obviously because this challenge is going to be part of it. So I created one out of Woolies bags, which I'm fairly certain 95,000 other queens did as well. I was like, at first I started hand, because obviously I couldn't sew Woolies bags together because they're very thick. So I was originally hand sewing them together. Oh, like the green ones. I was thinking about the plastic ones, but the fabric. No, no, the green ones. And I was like, why am I hand sewing these together? I have a hot glue gun. I can just fucking glue them together. It's just for a photo. So literally, that's all I was doing. It doesn't matter if you can sew for this unconventional challenge. Like, you just need to be able to create. You just need to be creative and have an eye for design and know what you want that's going to look good on your body and make it work. That's all. Being able to sew is irrelevant as long as you can construct. So I'm all for hot glue, for sticky tape, for stapling, for however. Yes, because Minnie Cooper kept some flack from, who was it? Beverly. From Beverly about stapling her dress together. Part of where Beverly's villain edit comes in. Sorry, Beverly, but I know for a fact of many, many famous women who have had to be stapled into their costumes or hand sewn into their costumes or hot glued into their costumes like yeah just because you can sew does not make you a better drag queen than someone else no especially somebody who's been doing it for a lot longer than you too like many many openly admits that she doesn't make her outfits but she doesn't need to she looks phenomenal because she knows how to how to get something that someone's made and wear it so that way then she looks amazing in it. So that way exactly. then she's wearing the outfit, the outfit's not wearing her. But that just goes to show that, like, I can sew and I can sew stuff that looks good on me, but I don't need to sew. If I can buy it, why not buy it? Like, yes, you get the sense of, you know, accomplishment by making something yourself. But You also get the sense of accomplishment by putting something on, it fits and you look nice in it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, I can't do nails, but does that make me a worse drag queen? Because I can't do my own nails and I get them bought and I just glue them on. Speaking of which, I do love my nails too. Okay, so 
I have um, some notes from day two in the workroom. Obviously, I, we've already touched on Queen adapting her outfit to help with what we now believe to be allergies. Minnie Cooper stapling her dress together. We spoke about that. And we've touched on it ever so slightly. You're going to say something, but before you do, let me get my sentence out. Um, I want us to, in a second, start talking about Beverly Kills being painted as our villain already. That's what I was about to get into. <sighs> yes, great minds. So, obviously, it was not Beverly's fault. I'm just going to go out there and say it. 100% yeah. is not Beverly's fault. So the producers would have asked her questions about each queen's outfit and she would have just been answering. And I can guarantee you they would have asked each other queen questions, like the exact same things, going, what did you think of this queen's outfit? What did you think of this queen's outfit? And based on what I can see is I can guarantee you so many of the other queens would have either said something nice or would have been like, I'd rather not comment on it. Whereas Beverly was just open and just being like, I'm just going to tell you my true thoughts on each thing. The producers saw that as an opportunity and went, we're going to take this and we're going to run with it. Because if you notice, she's the only one that has a little snippet where she's discussing every single other queen's outfit in a negative aspect. Well, what's the show be- without a villain? Oh, absolutely. But, and I'm not saying like, I mean, she said those things and she'll admit this herself. She said those things. She can't turn around and go, why doing a Fifi O'Hara and going, blame it on the edit, you know? No, she said that shit. But the producers saw TV gold with what she was talking about and went, we have our villain. Like we can take this and we can use it and we can make a villain out of this. They've already painted her in that light, which is unfortunate for her. And one one little thing I want to precursor by saying is, if you are listening to this, please don't send hate to anyone online, no, especially queens from a TV show, from an overly produced TV show. Like you don't need you don't need to send hate. You don't need to be aggressive. Like just enjoy the show for what it is. And remember like, as well I've... that they didn't paint her to be the villain until this point. Like there were a couple of little bits before, but when she first came in, she was super chipper and you know just like yeah. all the other queens. Now but this is they've got this what the, they wanted. This is the thing though, like I I sit there and I watch the show. I've watched every single season, and there are queens on each season that I don't like. I have never once felt in my soul that I needed to message said queen and tell mm-hmm. them how much I hated them. Who does that benefit? No one. Hmm. Like, don't do it. Just don't. But so it sets up a obvious storyline of the young queens versus the older queens because Beverly has a lot of comments about a lot of them. Rips into Minnie for stapling her outfit, but Minnie still looks good in a stapled outfit. And I just want to say as well, sorry, Beverly, if you are listening to this, this is just my opinion, but Minnie stapled an outfit and you sewed some plastic together and you're both safe. It's a lot of feelings for safe. Can't, can't, can't beat the facts there, people. Like, you are both safe. So you can't judge Minnie for stapling an outfit together. Like, if Minnie was in the bottom, then absolutely you can be there and like, well, you stapled an outfit together. If Minnie was in the top, you could be, she stapled an outfit together and I sewed mine. And But again, irrelevant of how you construct it, it's all about the design and about mm-hmm. the concept and about the construction and about the overall presentation. Beverly and Minnie were both safe. So Beverly can take several seats on that. And moving on from that, that takes us nicely into our runway looks and our wonderful Ooh, yeah. judges, Michelle so, and Reese. <laughs> I love it. I said, Michelle 
and Reese. Yeah. I mean, I'm Reese Nicholson has grown on me. He has. I wasn't a fan originally when he first came onto the no. scene as a comedian, but he's grown on me. I do enjoy him somewhat now. All right, so let's quickly talk about RuPaul's look. So you said that we needed to talk about RuPaul's ensemble. I Correct. could not form an opinion on RuPaul's outfit because I could not get past RuPaul's eye makeup, which was... It was horrendous. I loved it. I hated (gasps) it. Oh, oh, controversial. I thought it was stunning. The green, so pretty. It was hideous. Like, it did not match the outfit on the dress and the colours in the dress at all. Look, the outfit, Um, to be fair, was giving me... Like, I liked the... um, construction of the dress and I liked the way the dress was on Rue but I didn't like the pattern it was giving me worms and Jackson Pollock wanting it to was be very, vibes it was very interesting to see a off the shoulder like what I've got here mm. but with one arm completely out it was almost like a one-sleeved caftan but with a giant split where you've got one leg out completely and then it goes down into a point like I liked it but in an obscure way. It felt like it was like an oversized sash. Yes. Yes. I mean, I love the shoe. I love the hair. I love the earrings. I love the styling of it. The eye, I hated the eye makeup. I hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hate, hate, hate. Loathe entirely. I um, loved it. Okay, so okay. we're going to have to agree to disagree here. This, but... this shows me, this shows me that one of two things happened. Uh-oh. Either... Rue had an original dress planned out for this episode and Raven did the makeup based on that dress and then the dress changed last minute. Or Raven had no idea what Rue was wearing and did his makeup and then Rue had that dress lined up and went, oh, well, that'll do. No, no, this does not cohesive. I think you mean... hate it. I think you mean he said that'll Rue. Okay, so clearly the uh, wind-up section of the show is kicking in. So let's just quickly touch on... Hot dog Reese Nicholson and Michelle for sausage. Do we have to? No, not at all. Uh, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> we touched, we touched, we touched them. They're good. Touched. Um, okay, so first queen onto the runway is Beverly Kills in her little plastic ice skater ensemble. Can I read you my notes? Yes. Beverly Kills, bags, gorgeous, makeup, lush. Yeah, look, I. That's a no from you. I like it. I don't love it. I like, I like, I like the concept. I've seen photos of it since. So photos that she's taken since coming back, obviously. I don't, I don't love it. It's, I can understand why she was safe. Yes. Because it's not a, it's not a, it's not a top three outfit. Wasn't a standard. Like it's, but it's it was a just safe. very, it's, it's there. <laughs> there it is. Considering she used plastic bags and your guy used plastic bags as well, and they used them in very different ways, and it shows. Says the lady who used Woolworths bags. No, no, no. Yes, but I'm saying she was comparing herself in un, in the Untucked, which we'll get to. She was comparing herself to Mitch Cooper, saying, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. That's why we're both safe. I would compare hers more so to Uruguay, as in like, because they both use the same materials, but Uruguay you know, knew how to use them and styled them so much better than this mediocre outfit. 100%. Now, Hannah Conda. Don't want none if you're a Disney princess, hun. I liked this outfit, this little, like, Tinkerbell leaf 
island fairy moment. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was fun. I don't know where she got that little strip of fabric that was the skirt part from. Because mm. that all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere. But I enjoyed it. I thought she was, I thought it was good. I thought it was top three worthy. It was cute. Disney princess. That's what I put. Disney princess again. Tinkerbell vibes. But she did it well. Um, her makeup mm. was nice. She looked cute. Very grey hair again. True. Um, I wonder if that's going to be a running theme of her is grey hair. Fucking hope not. It's not on her um, publicity shot. She's not got the grey hair. She's got um, like a two-tone brown and blondish or brown and reddish yep. front. But yeah, like she, she looks great. Uh, but yeah, very, very same, same as to her entry. What's funny? Oh, no, I've just... So I've just paused it because it's my tablet has gone on to the next queen and I've forgotten about what she's carrying and I fucking love it. Oh, Mini Cooper. Mini Cooper carrying a giant fucking computer monitor as a clutch. Uh, yes, I loved it. I put straight from the Star Trek cafeteria, here she comes. Oh, I was just like, so her outfit is very basic which I understand why she was safe and not in the top and not in the bottom because it is just, it's it's well-constructed, it's there, it's just, it's there. But the fact that she's walking around with a fucking computer monitor as a clutch. Was it Michelle Passage said about her being the latest, or was it Rue that said she's the latest it girl? And by it, I mean IT. Rue. Yeah, funny. That was, that was fucking ham. Um, um, but yeah, I loved, completely I, see why she was safe. I right. loved, I did love the styling. The hair was camp. The mm-hmm. film strip glasses were camp. But it was a very generic, boring like outfit, like basic top, basic skirt, just there. So, yeah, not good, not bad, just safe. Not good, not bad. Moving on to Aubrey Have for her runway look. I said she looked gorgeous, but she's still just giving me those 50s housewife vibes. I'm already bored of it. Face and hair stunning. Outfits, I'm very confused. So it's a leotard corset with strings attached to the wrist. It, it was all denim too, wasn't it? It was all made of denim. Is it denim though? Yeah, she said later when they're in the um, is it denim the is it... section, she, she says it's denim. Which, where did oh, she get denim? There's a nipple. There's a nipple. I didn't um, mind the nipple flash. Well, no, but that's, that explains why when they were discussing the untouched, when he oh, was like, it it's fit. well constructed, it's well constructed, but it's ill fitting because it is, it's ill fitting. It doesn't, it doesn't give her a nice shape. It doesn't sit well. Like she's a stunning queen, but this outfit was very, yeah. Like, again, this is what I mean. Like, good job. You can sew doesn't mean it's going to turn out well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, next queen is, is queen Moana. Oh. Moana. <laughs> She so okay, looks when she, gorgeous. When she first walked down this runway, I was like, "Oh, she's the top for sure." Mm-hmm. Like, and this then you've is got a closer look, stunning. I'm getting to that. <laughs> like, she's stunning. She looks gorgeous. The hair is right. The styling is right. That giant fish hook that she's using is phenomenal. She's presenting it well, and then she turned around. Big mistake. Should have just reversed and your way up I that was runway. Like, <laughs> when she turned around, I was like, "Oh." We have one of our bottom three. Yeah. Um, she looks like she really does. She looks fucking phenomenal. The musculature, the gorgeousness of her face, that hair. And then you turn around and you see the back of the outfit and you're like, oh, where's the rest of it? I just, it's a shame that she obviously decided to change her outfit last minute. But as we now know, necessity, potentially, mm. allegedly. Ooh, Who's next? Gulp. Spanky. Oh, fuck. 
I Spanky feel Jackson. like I had high hopes for Spanky. And even throughout the whole putting the outfit together, I was really like, you can do it, girl. Like, you can put an outfit together. But my notes for Spanky was, lol, Michelle's IUD fell out and Mad Max vibes. Mad Max vibes. Yeah, you know, Mad Max Fury Road and everything's made of like tubes and it's all apocalyptic and a bit weird. No, I'm just, I'm just. Throw some sand at her and put a wind machine and it's not like Tina Turner Mad Max. I'm just, I'm just seeing iridescent sad butterfly. Hmm. And iridescent is my favorite color. First thing I'm noticing is one, again, no tights. Bitch, where, seriously. Just chuck on, even if it's one layer, just chuck on one layer of tights, please. You're a man. They have um, a multitude of sins. But also, too, there's no bottom half to her outfit. Oh, this brings me to, which gets mentioned later on, excuse me, notes, hashtag Black Pantygate, which was the theme of the episode. Oh, yes. Okay. And there's a lot of controversy around this as well, which we'll get into when we get to it. She's She's missing the bottom part of her outfit. Like, I looked at this and went, I want to like this, but I can't because it's unfinished. There's no bottom part of the outfit. You're not wearing fucking tights. What would I'm you sorry. have done? Like, what would, how would you, so not sticking to the rules of the challenge, but if you could see that outfit and accessorize its lower half with anything. That outfit? Mm-hmm. That outfit. Mm-hmm. Yep, I would have turned the wings into a skirt. Genius. I really thought you would have been like, I would have got some tulle and made it flowy at the bottom, but no, 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 no perfect. No, no, no. Wings into a skirt. Yeah. Turned turned the two wings, I would have lost the wings and would have turned them into almost like a giant bustle type skirt either side. And that would have been the lower half. I was thinking about this when I was watching this whole thing going down. So there was a bag full of black tubing that I didn't notice that no one used that was dropped off at the start of the, when mm-hmm. all the stuff was dropped off. I would have created an outfit out of that. So I would have done it as... I would have created essentially like a hoop skirt. So done a giant black tube and then a smaller black tube and then a smaller black tube and then a smaller black tube and a smaller black tube all the way up, tie them all together into like a dress. So formed it so it was like that, then created a nice bodice out of black tubing and would have done that and then wrapped then wrapped some around my arms to like and then tied it up into yeah, anyway. I know exactly how I would have what I would have done, but again, hindsight and part of the fact that I wasn't there, so I have that luxury. Spanky's outfit, like as a as a queen, I like Spanky. It's been shared multitude of times since the episode aired. Her little quote where she's talking about how all these younger queens are yes. naming the legends as the drag race queens that they've seen, when the legend is actually the older queen working in your city. It's made it okay for you to be out there wearing a dress and not get bashed. Hundred percent agree with that. And I hats off to Spanky. I think people like her and Minnie and anyone else that's an older queen in the society. So based on the Gold Coast here, I'd say people like Trixie Onassis and Wanda De Park and Martini Ice and Come and Take It and those sorts of older queens that have paved the way for us younger queens to be able to do what we do, 100%. I still think Spanky should be one wearing tights and two needs the bottom half of that fucking dress. We love you, Spanky. Put something on Tights you. on. Um, okay, so moving on from Spanky, we were then met with Miss Molly Poppins. Love the top, love the silhouette. The and flash kind of, of bush. The flash of bush, like, I mean, way to run with the theme. Like, funny, very on so, point, but 
I saw th- I saw this and was like, at first I thought it was going to be sex because I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Like I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, it's not a wow factor. It's very like, it's there. It's cute. It's yeah. I thought it was very similar to Hanaconda's, like the whole fairy, bush fairy type thing. So yeah. I was like, yeah, it's going to be safe. It's not going to be anything amazing. So I was shocked to see her in the top three, but it was well constructed. It was put together well. There was no loose ends. There was no nothing showing. It was all fitted her well, flattered her figure. So it was a nice outfit. Yeah. Okay, great. So Fofa, I said such potential, <sighs> so unfinished. I understand what she was going for. It could I have do. been epic. If she had been wearing a nude bodysuit underneath, like a nude panty or something, and a nude thong panty, I think she would have been easily in one of the, like, at least safe. Maybe not in the top, but at least safe. Because it would have because looked intentional. It looks, it, like, the outfit's well constructed. It looks good. The only thing that plays against her is the fact that she's got such a harsh black panty showing. And not... Like, I don't agree with a granny panty because it's not a granny panty. It's very much that 50s silhouette, like the Marilyn Monroe, like, yeah. full-bottom panty. Because I've got a pair of those type of spanks as well. And, like, the way she styled it, it looks cute. The hair, okay. I think the other thing that works against her favour is the fact that the hair was almost the same colour as the dress. Yes, because it was very beige, the whole look. Yes. If she had a, if she had a different coloured hair with a similar coloured shoe. Do you know what? Even her... Obviously, she wasn't ever going to do this, but her original hair that she came in with, being that, yes. you know, almost like fiery red, but subdued, yeah. but, um, would have been so much better. But, but obviously, I mean, like, even, a, even a pop of colour. So even if she had it in like bright pink hair with bright pink pumps, something to break it up so it wasn't just beige. beige. She was beige. Apart from her black panties, they weren't beige. Mm. Um, Next, we have Pomora. Pomora fifth. 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 Pomora. Pomora who? I just have hat, curls, booty. That's all I got. I mean, she looks gorgeous. Like, her face is stunning. The hair is gorgeous on her. I hate the outfit. It's a leotard. Like, I'm... It's literally just a leotard. The hat is cute. From the neck up, she's a 10. From the neck down, she also seems to be missing half of her outfit. Well, I mean, from, like, here up, stunning like if you were just to show me a photo of like here up of her in that outfit i would be like she's fucking gorgeous if you were to show me a full body shot i would be like so you guys (laughs) (laughs) i love how that was more for our youtube viewers where they're gonna just watch (laughs) me just being like turn and drink and that whereas the listeners are just gonna be like it was an awful long pause there they're like, they don't normally leave this much of a pause between 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 comments. Right. But I feel like, yeah, so moving Uri- on. Uruguay. Uruguay. So when she turned when she came around the corner, I was like, Oh, yes. This is stunning. This is gorgeous. So you won't know who this is. Um, but she you looked know, very you probably are right. <laughs> you won't know. She very much looks like a local Brisbane queen called Sable Blake. Like when she turned the corner, just the styling and the way she painted her face and the look and just et cetera. I was like, oh, she looks like Sable. She's an amazing queen, by the way. Like very much a very gorgeous look queen. She won't be listening to this. Maybe. She'll be watching. Maybe. But yeah, so Uruguay's outfit. Amazing, stunning. I loved it. I do think it was funny that she couldn't walk in it. Yes. So if I was, sorry, if I was to have created her outfit, 
like just in my hindsight looking at this, if I was creative of her outfit, I would have made the skirt a mullet skirt. So that means they're slightly shorter at the front so that way then your feet can still walk out and be fine and a longer train at the back. See, I wouldn't have done that because I don't like a mullet skirt. I would have done a wider slit in the front so that your feet could still move in front of the dress. No, see, like, so this is the only time I like a mullet. I hate mullet in the hair, but I like a mullet skirt. But I don't mean like a mullet skirt as in like a full, like full mullet skirt. I mean, just as that bottom trumpet part. It's a little shorter at the front. Just have a little shorter at the front so that within your feet can still walk and you'll be fine. A longer train at the back. I think then she would have been perfectly fine. Wouldn't have this awkward situation where she can't walk. But otherwise, styling wise, it's gorgeous. She's wearing nude panties under a clear fabric over. Although the one thing I didn't understand was when she got off the runway, like when she got to the back of the runway, she's like, ah. Yeah, didn't love I that. Didn't get that. Is that something that we don't know because we're too old now? I'm. Maybe are we not? Are we not those fashion queens so we don't understand? I am. You ready? Uh, (laughs) I do that as well, but I usually do it in the bathroom when I'm purging. Um, Gotta stay thin. My comments for for Yuri was fashion. Couldn't walk. Still looked epic. Didn't go against her. I, in all honesty, I probably would have done different hair. So I wasn't a fan of the, just the straight down hair. I mean, it wasn't straight. It was like nice waves, but I probably would have done a slightly updo with that outfit just to really show off the top half that she created, that she constructed and show off the like shoulders and the degotage. Or a poker straight, but over the shoulder. No. Okay. <laughs> You like how I just shut that down? I love how you shut that down. So No, I again, up, because, again, it shows off, one, the points of the top and the back, like the front and the back of the dress. It also shows off your collarbone, your shoulders, degotage, shows off all of that, just, like, really opens that up. Because <sighs> having this straight down, it just it. It cuts it off. Yeah. Mini Cooper's runway hair on your guy's dress. No. Damn it. One day, guys, tune in next week when no, I get this one. Aubrey, Aubrey Habe's hair oh. on Uruguay's dress. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So if you, out of the looks that we've seen, if you could pick your tops and bottoms, who would they be? So for me, just based on a, like what I was looking at, my tops would have probably been Uruguay, 100%, Hannah Conda, and... I'm just looking at them all now. Who do I actually like? Uruguay, Anaconda, and... Can I just pick those two? You can. My bottoms probably would have been Faux, Pomora, and Specky. Okay. Um, so my yep. tops would have been Yuri, Aubrey, and Molly. Reluctantly Molly. And my bottoms for me were faux, spanky, and reluctantly still Queen Kong because I feel like I'm Michelle Fassage when it comes down to faux and Queen's outfits and that I don't, well, Michelle and Rue, I don't want to be taken out of the illusion. The fantasy. Yeah. yeah. So I get that. So that I do. I reluctantly put Queen Kong in there with uh, Miss Foe. So we... I love how I love how we both still put Beverly, Minnie, and Aubrey as safe, regardless, because 
their outfits were they were safe they were they were generic they were there they were they were safe outfits um so Rue announces Beverly Minnie Aubrey and Pamora to step forward and says I'm sorry Queens you are all safe trickery yes which at first I'm sitting there I'm like they're the bottoms I'm like interesting but then I was like oh yeah they're safe that's fine which leaves the rest as being our tops and our bottoms which at that point in time, we don't know who's top and who's bottom. I do love, though, how they shoot the close-up of both Beverly and Aubrey's faces, showing that they are both not happy that they are safe. Mm-hmm. Those girls wanted to be top. Which is funny because Beverly is not a top. If she is and she's listening, I'm sorry, but I just got that impression. I say nothing. Yeah. I know nothing. Uh, and then we move into... The critiques, which obviously go through and the judges are like... They did. They did like Hannah's outfit. They did say that it wasn't creative, as it more well, not creative. They just thought it was very generic. But they liked it because it was well constructed. Looks good on her. They liked Queen's concept, but they didn't like the fact that it was you know unfinished. Took them out of the illusion. Spanky. Spanky. So Spanky. Yep. Yeah. So they talk about you know outfit was kind of okay, but they all talk about how that she doesn't have, doesn't have a bottom half of the dress. Next up was obviously Molly Poppins. They credited her for, you know, amazing outfits. They loved the concept. They loved the look. They loved the construction. They loved how she broke it up with the soft green top and the feather bottom. And side note, Molly Poppins, while we're talking about her, winner. Well, we were going to get to that. Yeah, I've got to say quicker. Okay. (laughs) Well, okay. So we're just going to skip through all of that. So obviously tops were Hannah Condor, Molly Poppins, and... You're a guy. Bottoms were Queen Kong, Fofa, and Spanky Jackson. They deliberate. Actually, let's let's delve into this untouched little bit first before we get into that. They do the same thing with the Drag Race Down Under as they do with the Drag Race UK. There's no actual untucked episode. They just briefly throw untucked into towards the end of the episode where they're discussing it. Obviously, the queens are in their emotions. They're talking about how, you know, they're feeling, etc., Beverly turns around and just says, Pomora's outfit is more or less shit. And in a confessional says that Aubrey's and Pomora's outfits are similar and Aubrey's is better. And then hers and Minnie's are similar and hers is better. And that's why they're all safe, but they know who the top end of the safe and the bottom end of the safe is. Like, hmm, you're speculating here. They're very, they're, Beverly, you gave them a lot of stuff to work with. That's all I'm going to say. You gave them a lot of stuff to work with. Also, the mini versus Aubrey saga, which seems to be slowly building under the surface here. You know, it's definitely going to be the eldest queen versus the youngest queen. I feel like that's where the producer's going. Uh, Sorry, the most seasoned versus the newest Okay, yeah. That's what I meant. My apologies. Aubrey's not the Um, youngest, but Beverly's. That's right, because it was she's 21 and she's not 21. But yeah, I feel like they're going to pit the most experienced against the one with the least experience. That will 100%, I can guarantee you, that will 100% be a lip sync that will be coming up at some point this season. They will have, if it's not Minnie and Aubrey, it will be Minnie and Beverly. Yeah. They will at some point have one of the young queens going against the old queen as a way of going, who's going to prevail? Who's going to win? Everyone's a winner, baby. That's no lie. And that's no lie. Oh, so Tom, Tom Jones? It sounds like Tom Jones in my head, so it must be. I feel like it's Tom Jones. I can't sing at the moment because I sound like fucking Darren Lockyer. Because you sound um, like Tom Jones. I don't know like Tom Jones. No one's throwing their panties at me. Um, oh, yeah, I've so got some this. I need to get rid of. <laughs> I'm not having your old Aussie bums. 
you know, <laughs> I just paused on the part where Beverly was telling Pomora that her outfit was shit. Owen Foe's crying because she knows it. she's in the bottom. Oh, my God. Uh, is it in the untucked part where Foe's like, I'm just going to concentrate on my lip sync and she's got her headphone in and she's going. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, hun. Bye. Yeah. So side note, um, I had a friend of mine that was telling me that they watched this episode and the first thing they said was they picked who was going to go home first based on the workroom entrances and they were right. Well, the hat's not going to flop itself, you know. Well, but I was like, interesting, because I didn't, I don't do that. I don't watch the show and pick who's going to go home first. (sighs) We got this far into it before a burp. I know, it's like three hours. But anyway, so a friend of mine said that they'd pick whoever it was. I'm like, I don't do that. I don't sit there and watch the Queen's Walk in and pick who's going to be the first to go. I like to be surprised by that but anyway we get to they all come back Rue announces the top three which is obviously as we know is molly hannah and yuri uh she announces molly as the winner were you surprised by this um i thought yuri would have been the winner to be honest but i was expecting that feel like the only thing that pipped her from her post was the not being able to walk in the dress properly yes so yeah i feel like that worked against her yeah, and then we have our bottom two. Well, we have our bottom three, which is obviously Queen, um, Foe, and Spanky. Okay, so just looking at those bottom three, who did you think was going to be safe? Queen. I thought it, based on the judges' critiques, I thought they were going to have Spanky safe. Really? Yeah, based on the who the bottom three were, I kind of, from that point, I was like, all right, Foe's going home. It was clear if I was going home because I've seen Queen Kong perform. I've not seen Spanky perform, but I've, I kind of figured both would be powerhouse performers. I was not expecting Foe to beat them, so I kind of figured no. Foe was going home. Spoiler alert. Well, we had the lip sync between... What was the song again? Uh, it was Kylie Minogue, Get Out of My Way. That's right. Yeah. And Foe didn't know the words. I know, and this I get. I said this to Benny when we watched the episode, like first time around. I was like, Maya Crawford said the worst thing, one of the worst things you can do as a drag performer is not know your words. And I feel like Phone knew she didn't know the words because in the untucked section, she was lip syncing the words with her headphones on when no one else was. Because you know, so the worst part I think is it's a Kylie song. You're Australian. How do you? And you're a drag queen on top of that. How do you not know the words to nearly every Kylie song? I know the words to every Kylie song. Like, mm. you give me a Kylie song and I can guarantee you I will not miss a word. While they were doing their lip sync and Foe was not knowing all of her words, Spanky's facials were epic. Like, I'm sure she was told giving... that a lot. <laughs> she was giving me, you know, the classic lips and the, like, ugh. I always love it. She was really fighting for her life and she deserved to stay. I'm glad they chose this as one of the lip sync songs as opposed to last season where the first lip sync song was a RuPaul song. True. Um, And actually the first three lip sync songs, I'm pretty sure, were like generic random RuPaul songs or like obscure songs. So I'm glad that they chose the first one as being, you know, a proper artist and an iconic Australian artist. But sadly... Spanky wins the lip sync. Fofo is our first queen to sashay away. She exits the stage by screaming. Yep. 
And to make that sure that every queen will remember her. <laughs> at that point, I was happy to see Sally. I was just like, if she walked out home, like, she's going to scream, she's going to scream, she's going to scream. And then she turned around and she just went, ah! and I was like, I knew that was coming. It's her signature. So final thoughts on episode one. I was pleasantly surprised with the uppage of production. That's the right way of saying it, the uppage of production. Yeah, uppage of production. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed episode one. I enjoyed meeting these queens. I'm excited to watch these queens throughout the season. I'm just going to say it right now. I feel sorry for Beverly if yeah. she's going to be getting the villain edit this season. Because if she is, that's going to be a, a lot harder of a time for her than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it's not the entire season that she's portrayed that way. Otherwise, I'm enjoying it. I've already got my top three pegged. Wow. Yeah, I've already got my top three pegged. I'm probably not right in any sense of the way, but I've got my top three pegged. Okay. I don't. I'm still yet to really feel like I'm warming to any of the queens. Mini, I feel like I'm kind of on team mini at the minute, but I don't know. I feel like it was a solid comeback for season two. But, yeah, I feel like solidly team mini after episode one. Yeah. Okay. So we get a preview of episode two where it's going to be an acting challenge where it looks like the queens are in pairs. It does. And also, did you see see the clip of Rue where she looks like she's giving me Ursula from The Little Mermaid vibes? No. Go back and watch it. Subtle but effective. And Michelle Visage looking like Cher cross between Rogue from the X-Men in the 90s, and I'm here for it. I Obviously, we have no context based on the preview from next episode, but I have a feeling it's going to be a prisoner challenge. Ooh, okay, that would make sense. Australian yeah, just acting. Based based on the little snippets that we saw and what the queens were each wearing, I have a feeling it's going to be a prisoner challenge. I may be wrong, like completely wrong, but that's just the impression that I got was it's going to be like a yeah a prisoner challenge. Mm. All right. Well, I guess we tune in next week to find out. Well, Sean, my wine's almost empty, which means this episode's almost empty. Um, that was our episode one. Episode one, done and dusted, and I got I just scold my last bit. Um, that was our first episode of The Wind Up. I love it. Tune in next week, guys, where you can find out more about what's happening on Food Course Drag Race and what we've been up to for the past seven days or so. Hopefully I won't sound like this in seven days. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. If I do. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure. I'm excited to continue this Drag Race Down Under journey with you and possibly Drag Race continue it on after Down Under. Tell us if you I mean, we've got, Well, I mean, we've got, we've got UK Season 4 coming up. We've got Canada Season 3 that's currently on now. We've got more All-Stars coming up. We've got US Season 15 coming up. We're happy to recap any iteration of Drag Race that you guys would like to hear us. We've got plenty coming up, so we will happily recap them all. Thank you for tuning in to our very first episode of The Wind Up. Remember that you can follow along with us on Instagram at thewindup underscore pod or our personal accounts at myagraphone or at Official. Tune in next week as we review episode two of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season two. 
We look forward to seeing you guys there.